I want to talk about um, timelines today and this sense of missing the boat. So mostly timelines are self-imposed, but also, you know, they're culturally inflicted. Um, <clears throat> I often have conversations with other women who, who are in creative industries or have just started writing their first book or who have been working artists, but also raising families and all of the things that come up, you know, around during our 30s and 40s and even 50s. All of these responsibilities, work, family life, parents. And there is this general sense that a woman gets to a certain age and she begins to feel um, that she's too old to begin that she feels as though she's too late. And how difficult it is not to feel this way or not to feel kind of culturally categorized as such because ageism um, is a real thing. And, you know, look, I'm not going to sit here and give you all of the gruesome stats because it's pretty bloody obvious uh, <laughs> across every industry from upper management to Hollywood that a man actually has to feel or be quite old to be discredited, whereas a woman has to be, you know, over 40. So there are many organizations and movements that you can join to turn your anger into something productive, and I'll list those on my webpage. But what I want to speak about on this podcast, and what I'm interested in, um, and I'm interested in things that I find helpful, is talking about ways to unravel this kind of timeline obsession from our idea of self as a creator because it makes me feel knotted and when I think about timelines I feel like a big bag of knots um, and in a way that's very symbolic of how time and life actually works real life and real time or time, memory time, um, subconscious time is overlain, intersected, interwoven, and all of the things that make life and also art and stories, I guess, captivating and fascinating. You don't want to hear a story that just has a very formulaic, strict um, structure, I suppose. So if I were to create an actual timeline of my career, it would go from my early to mid-twenties where I was a university student. And to be honest, I sat around with my friends and I discussed poetry and existentialism and nihilism and all of the isms until the wee hours of the night. And although I would never change anything about those days, it was they were wonderful. You know, the beer was cheap, the ashtrays were full. But the idea of 40 then to a 20-something, my 20-something self, or actually the idea of 30 even, was this faraway age where it was necessary to have a backup spouse or a backup job. Um, and in my, in my case, my backup spouse was this guy named Josh Bell. I have no idea what happened to him. He was from New York. He was in theater. You know, get in touch if you're out there, Josh. But by the time I was 30 in my 20-something mind, 
I'd planned to like win all the prizes, have a PhD. Okay, none of that has happened. Like, it, I haven't even come close. <laughs> and the reality of 30 was that I was heavily pregnant and moving to a different country. And the reality of 40 was that, that I was just sort of getting my life back, getting my time back to myself. Not my life, my time. So basically, my career timeline connects me at the mid-20s to roundabout now. You know, about I'm about to turn 44. So I've had like this 13 year and counting because I still don't feel as though I have um, complete control over my time. But I've had this 30 year gap where I was raising children, running a business, ripping out the bathroom, all of that kind of stuff. But in addition to that, all of the other things, the tragic things that happen, uh, like the death of your parents, divorce, all of those challenging, heart-wrenching um, aspects of being an adult. Not to mention the kind of internal deconstruction of identity and then recovery that seems to take place around this age. So it's not as if I wasn't creating or doing. I have been. You know, I, I was and I am. I wrote a few books. I wrote, I don't know, countless poems. Um, but the difference was I only had time to do. So what I mean by that is that I had no time for energy to send out, to apply, to network, promote, socialize with other artists or writers. Because Suddenly I found myself in this position where all of the people that I was surrounded by, and they were lovely people, don't get me wrong, um, were determined by the parents of my children's friends so, or, or work friends. And so we just didn't talk about what I did when I wasn't you know, working or mothering. Um, so what would happen is that I found that like months would go by where I'd never talk about what I cared the most about or what held my attention outside of my family. Obviously, I would talk about it to my husband, but I have friendships where the whole basis of our, I mean, they know, they, they know that, that I'm a writer, but we're not really engaged in that way. It isn't, you know, the point of, it isn't at the forefront of our friendship. And that's difficult. It's difficult not to discuss your work. In my early, early mid-twenties, all I did was discuss work. And in fact, all of my friendships were based around, you know, who was obsessed with poetry, who was obsessed with words, like I was, who, who were based on the things that I loved. And... So there's a real shift in dynamic there, and, and it, can, it can be utterly devastating to your confidence, but also like your sense of who you are, what you do care about. Um, but the important thing to remember is that while you're not discussing your work, it doesn't mean that you're not working. So you're quietly, silently getting on. You're quietly, silently 
crafting, creating. So if I were to think of those 13 years as a little pause in my career timeline, or actually, actually if I could think of them like this little string cutting across, you know, my timeline pathway. <laughs> and if I just skip over that stream and I meet my 20-something self, who to me now feels really close. For a long time, that person felt distant. She was a memory, you know, distant memory. And I thought, oh, I'm not like her anymore. But now, for whatever reason, I think because I have more control over how I spend my time now that my children are older, she seems, what she cares about, seems very close to me. So if I could just go down that pathway, skip over my little stream, um, and see her again, we would have so much to say to one another. I know I can actually hear what she would say to me. She'd be like, you're wearing a bra. What the fuck happened? And I would have to say, like, two kids, bitch. And then we'd be best friends. <laughs> and it's I, I can so hear all of the... All of the ways in which we would relate together, but then also I can hear all of the things that she that she would like berate me over, you know, which are probably is like a lot of foreshadowing of my daughter times to come. And then I could also just imagine us like having a great talk, talking throughout the night, like we used to do. But in the morning, which is where I feel I am now, I turn around, I cross back over my timeline, jump my little stream, and arrive at the door where my current work is placed. You know, at the novel I'm working on, at the type of organization, arts organization that I'm trying to create, at the podcast, you know, the door of now where I would be and I would feel grateful I feel grateful for all that I've learned and I'm really grateful that I'm not approaching this stage in my career as my previous self because career the word career is the ego but craft the actual craft is the doing the understanding creating I guess it's like the living work that takes place during the ego's pause. And for myself and for others that feel the same way that it's too late or that they should have done this ages ago or, you know, where has time gone? You know, like I've just lost a decade. All of these feelings of like extreme anxiety and it is, it is a form of anxiety. It's a form of social anxiety and personal anxiety. I just want to say that those 13 years have not been fruitless. Clearly, I have two children, two wonderful children out of it, or wasted. And that I have it. I, we, all of us, have not missed the boat. We've just been preparing. You know, we've been preparing ourselves for now, preparing for the sale. So 
good luck to you. Take your big bag of knots. You can use those as weights, <laughs> you know, for your anchor. You don't have to untangle them all before you begin. You just have to start by starting. And you just have to think of time as something that's interwoven and not like, you know, in, in a straight line. Because if you live like that and you create like that, it isn't interesting, it isn't fascinating, and it isn't gripping. So however long your pause has been, 13 years, 10 years, 20 years, it doesn't matter. It's what matters is starting again or starting now from the stage that you are and using you know the knots that you've acquired um, and I wish you luck good luck